What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Busy Sticks. If you like video games, you are in the right spot. This is the Geekiverse's all video game podcast slash talk show. I'm Josiah Leroy. I'm taking a break to talk about video games. And later on tonight, I can't wait to watch the Book of Boba Fett episode two. John, Mr. Disruptoid, I know he's taking a break right now to talk video games from reading the newest Star Wars novel that just came out this week. So yes. This is a little little bit of a recess for us here, but we've got a big episode today. We're talking about the most anticipated games of 2022. We've got a nice list. If you didn't see last week's episode, go back and watch that or listen to it on podcast services around the globe. You can check out uh, our respective list for the t- top five games each of 2021. And uh, later on in the episode here, we'll get to some of the news. We'll get to our picks for 2022 as well as some of the communities that uh, joined in on social media. John, how are you doing today? I'd love that shirt so much. You know, I wore this shirt because we were supposed to record the first episode of our uh, Star Wars review tonight, but it didn't happen. Schedules don't always work out. It's tough. You've got you've got people who are fathers. You got people who are moving houses. You got all sorts of stuff. Not easy to do. But I'm like, man, I got a Star Wars shirt on. A cool Star Wars shirt. Thanks, mom. This is a Christmas present. I love it. But I'm like, man, I'm on a video game show. I'm, now I'm just like out of place. But I'm like, oh wait, I got an Animal Crossing hat. I didn't realize that. I'm good. I got a little. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it either. Got a little Nook Ink. I actually think, hold on. Oh, oh, what do we got here? Oh, look at that. Tom Nook inside. I hope you're watching. If if you're listening to the podcast version here, John's got a really nice Animal Crossing hit there. Showed off some nice stuff there. He's got a beautiful Mandalorian t-shirt. Just love the colors. uh, As well as there's rumors for other Star Wars articles uh, that are going on with you. Um, Articles of clothing, if you will. Oh, God. I'm I'm like, we'll save. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're, we're writing articles write. again what year is it <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i'm not going there no, no. so i i'm so upset that we're not recording star wars after this but all that pent-up energy it's gonna be great you know what i think it's it's just gonna be released when we record that hopefully tomorrow night it's gonna be a three-hour um, episode strap in it's gonna be off off the wall i just have so much up here to talk about and release into the interwebs hope you join us for that so uh, before we get to all of our big topics today, we always like to start the show with uh, what we should call the segment, what's going to be in our system, right? So, yes, exactly. Uh, what's about to be I, in our I, system? What's about to be in our system, folks? For me, I, I'm going to kick it off here before I get to John. I'm going with a classic, and depending on what John's got, I think we're finally, unfortunately, breaking the, the big ditch streak that we had going on here. But this is... I think my favorite consistent sour on the planet. It's a classic. You can find this in a lot of places in Western New York and outside of Western New York. Now I was in Virginia over the summer and they had it down there. Just saying, uh, we got thin man's minky boodle there. Nice. Always good. Just love it. That is, um, I'm a big advocate for that. I feel like I've turned on many coworkers and friends onto this product. Uh, it's just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's a wonderful sour raspberry sour ale. If you're not aware of it, uh, it's got a 7% rating one, one pint slash 16 fluid ounces here. It's going to be that. on very soon, very <laughs> soon. Uh, it's got superheroes on, on the can there. It's just, it's a classic. It's the best way I can describe it. It's a good sour. Uh, this week, I, I, I'm a fraud this week. I honestly, so I don't know anything about this brewery. Uh, I'm about to make a connection that I can't really claim any knowledge to. Um, so this this beer is from what's the name? It is O N C O. I've never heard of this brewery before. They are from New York. They're from Tully, New York. Also, never heard of Tully, New York. 
You would have told me Tully, New York. I would have I would have gone to the Tully's on on Transit Road. That's where I would have went to find Tully, New York. I'm not familiar with where that is, but I grabbed this beer because I know this is a video game podcast, and the name of the beer is Metal and Gears. And I'm almost positive that's probably not a reference to the games. I think it's just like a mechanical reference. And even if it was, I've never played a single minute of a Metal Gear game. So I can't grab this beer and be like, you know, I can't claim to be a Solid Snake fan. I don't know what's going on. Never had this brewery before. Don't know anything about Metal Gear. And it's probably not even a reference to Metal Gear. But you know what? It piqued my interest. It's an IPA, my favorite style, something I've never had before. So I'm going to give it a try. Well, John, as a Metal Gear um, veteran, if you oh, will, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I've, I've played the, the prequel to to Metal Gear 5, uh, and that's it. I will say that this this brewery, Onco, if we're going with that, oh, oh, that we've just heard of. Onco, they, I'll take it. They, um, they have another beer coming out that I've heard. It's called Death and Stranding. So oh, I think no. there is a connection there. Oh, no. no I, I've, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'm you sorry, a, everybody. You got, you've got the matching glass. I've got a Pikachu glass. This is a recycled glass, but it's a good one. It's got all the good stuff on it. But uh, but cheers, my friend. Cheers, buddy. I uh, I had to go with this one. It just made too much sense. I, I like going with the the glass to mouth glasses that you know we've we've had here over the last year. But gotta go yeah, with it. If you have if you have the brewery glass, you might as well match it. This is very good. I'm I'm a big fan of this. I'm glad I picked this up. Onco, maybe we'll call them Onco, whatever you want to call them. Metal and Gears Platinum, actually, it's called. Super super good platinum you're kidding me like it's platinum trophy and playstation oh my god i there, I, I need there to has to be <laughs> no i can't believe it. first of all i can't believe it. i didn't make the connection after all these oh, disappointed in myself it's okay uh, we will find a way to recover this episode here uh i like this beer by the way actually i love it so what is in your system what have you been playing i feel like uh i don't want to say i'm in a lull but taking a little break before a little calm before the storm because we've got uh the uncharted collection coming out at the end of the month here the uh, legacy of thieves collection that i'm going to be playing and then february we've got a heavy hitter that i know we'll be talking about shortly so john what what are you playing to bide your time it is a it's a copy and paste from last week i am still just making progress and having fun with super mario 3d worlds um i've i think last week i even said i beat the game i got to some of the special levels i have cleared the first three, which are like the big ones of the the special boards, there was like a, a star, a mushroom, and a fire flower. Those were the symbols for the special boards. I blasted through those, and the final one is crown. It's world crown, and there's only three levels, and they are all really tough. Um, and I've heard from some people that the last level is one of the toughest 3D Mario levels ever, and I haven't played it yet. I haven't touched it yet. I'm, st- I'm, stuck, on the, I'm stuck on the second last one. Still mer- working my way through that, so I'm not excited for it. I, I don't want to get to a point where I've put all this time and I've beat all these levels and I just can't beat the last level. I'm going to be so upset at myself if that's the case, but we'll see. John, as someone you I'm talking about here who beat Cuphead, you've got this. We'll see. We'll see. I, I've heard from like some Mario veterans that the, that level is just straight up BS and not the title of our show. Just not, just not fair. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. I love this. John thought he had to start keeping up with the dad jokes here. It's just, it's <laughs> contagious folks. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I finished the winter contingency event in halo. So I'm happy to say I got all 10 uh, sparkly items there nice. for the cosmetics. So I've been playing just a little bit of that each day. It's so funny. Like it goes one of two ways. I either get into a match or two and I'm just awful or I get into one and I dominate like 
there's no in between for me. So um, that could be both great and frustrating. But a game I've been playing from limited run games, it is not really truly a remake, but a port rather from the uh, X- original Xbox era to the PS4. It came out last year. Star Wars Republic Commando. So I had not played this game back in the day. I, which is shocking. There's so many Star Wars games that I've not played. Uh, so I was like, you know what? This is the perfect game to kind of bide my time here as I'm uh, getting to the next phase here for current event games. And it's about eight to nine hours long. I'm two thirds of the way through it. Of course, it's dated at this point, being a four generations ago or three generations ago game. But I got to say, that's a pretty good shooter. So it's a first person shooter. You play as a, a clone trooper. You're one of Delta Squad. So there's there's four clones. And uh, of course, Tamara Morrison voices the your character, at least, um, who is Boba Fett slash Jango Fett in the, the movies. And like I said, I, I actually think this is a pretty good shooter. Yes, it feels a little bit loose, if you will, clunky today. But worth a playthrough if you're a star wars fan i'm i'm enjoying my time with it there are trophies basically it's it's all just go through the story there are some collectibles that you can get but um i'm enjoying it so far and i I think after i get to that at some point later this year i'm gonna finally really dive into the original kotor i've I've only ever dabbled in it so that that's where i'm at nothing too exciting interesting you said it's a little clunky (laughs) yeah you say it's my clunky (laughs) (laughs) I thought oh you were going to say, like, like those clankers. I don't, I don't no. know that's where I was going. Uh, no, McClunky. A little oh, God, I don't know why I'm watching these remastered versions right now. <laughs> There's so much. Oh, God, I can't wait to talk about this movie. <laughs> McClunky. All right. I got to up my ante here a little bit. Um, we got some news to get to before we get to kind of the meat of the episode. So from CES, we finally got a name and a, a little bit of a look, a first look at the second generation of PlayStation Virtual Reality. From IGN, we've got PlayStation VR 2. The PSVR 2 headset will feature 4K HDR, ooh mama, and an expanded field of view. PSVR 2 will also make use of eye tracking and haptic feedback technology. In addition, the presentation revealed the name of Sony's next-gen VR controllers, the PlayStation VR 2 Sense controllers. It's a mouthful. How many does PSVR 2 will... Uh, two. So I guess you could say it's a uh, dual sense. Good. I got I got to stop. I got to stop. <laughs> Get this man a beverage. PSVR 2 will introduce a new generation of VR games, including Horizon Call of the Mountain from Guerrilla Games and Fire Sprite Games. This is an original game built for PSVR 2 that will take players deeper into the world of Horizon. Big year for Horizon right now in Guerrilla Games. John, uh, hit me with your re- reactions to this. Do you care about VR? Is this excite you? Just let me know. Yeah, um, I'm all over the place. I, I I do care about VR, but I'm, for for lack of a better term, a VR virgin. I've played probably less than an, two hours of VR in my entire life. When uh, when PS a PS a PS virgin. There it is. Okay. That, ah, all right. That, okay. Please, all right. Not bad. Please stay with us if you're listening to this. At the end of the episode, rank those puns and we'll figure out where that one ends up. But that's all right. Um, with the bottom. Yeah. Uh, so when, when PSVR was first like uh, in its um, marketing phase, they, they brought it to the Walden Gallery Mall and it was, it was supposed to be just for GameStop employees. But I, but I worked at the Apple store 
And I had an ex GameStop manager working with me at the Apple store and he had the hookup to let us go play PSVR early. It was literally a abandoned store in the mall right next to GameStop that this Sony representative was just like hooked up chilling and was just letting people that work for GameStop or friends of friends that like, you know, new GameStop employees come in literally a locked door. You had to knock and then he opened the door and like, you know, check to see if you were cool to come in and play PSVR. So that was the first time I played it. And then I played a little bit of a HTC Vive uh, with a buddy of mine um, like a year ago. So I I don't have much experience with PSVR or with VR in general, but I'm super interested and I know it's going to be something that when I do dive in eventually, whether it be with like something like an Oculus Quest 2 or PSVR 2, I know I'm going to love it. There's so much out there. Uh, Beat Saber, um, even like workout games is, are super appealing to me to be able to like, you know, gamify your working out is something that is something that sounds awesome. Um, so I'm definitely interested. Uh, PSVR is a great avenue, I think, for me to get into that because I'm a big PlayStation fan. And I, love, I love my PS5. Uh, PSVR 2, I didn't expect to see it at CES. I would have I thought Sony would have held this for one of their own like PlayStation press conferences, but it makes sense. They, they're making a big splash there. Um, one thing you miss is that the the display is OLED. That's a good buzzword for us. We love we love our OLED displays. So that's going to be OLED. Um, it would have been awesome if it's wireless. I think we knew already that it wasn't going to be, but it's going to be a single cable. Not bad at all. I know the, the the current PSVR. I know people who have that now are like, man, it's cool, but it's cumbersome. There's so many things going on. There's like an extra thing you can get for your PlayStation um, to like you know enhance the power or whatever. It's 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 a mess. So one cable, not bad. But the biggest surprise for me is the announcement of the Horizon game. That's super cool. Like to to launch with that, or to at least you know, uh, you know, announce that with the announcement of the system. That's 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 killer. That's a system seller for me. Yeah, I was thinking as I saw that that like, man, Sony's just like really getting. I mean, they have a lot of really good first party studios, but they're squeezing a lot out of two right now. Uh, in Insomniac and Gorilla, like they're they're busy. They get these AAA games going on. I mean, uh, Insomniac's got like two or three in the works and then gorilla you know not only is producing a sequel for horizon but they they've got this going on thankfully it's probably going to be later in the year when this this hits around holiday uh so interesting and they showed a few seconds of gameplay or at least footage from the game and it looks really interesting so that's a good environment to jump into for sure i've got a lot of questions about it so first like is it is it what's the scale because we've seen sony take their ip before and translate them to vr something like a like an until dawn rush of blood right and that was like an on rails cart shooter you know something you'd play in like a like a dave and buster or something like that which works great in vr makes sense but i wonder if we're going to get something similar to that with this uh horizon where it's going to be somewhere sort of on rails what we saw was just first person which was kind of weird for for horizon we've only ever played as aloy in third person um and is, are we playing as Aloy or is this a side character? I know there was I know there was some voiceover. I only saw the video once and it wasn't um I wasn't you know it wasn't the best quality or wasn't paying the most attention or whatever. So I don't know if this is another Aloy story, a side character. What's the scope of this? Is this going to be like a little? Is this a VR experience like a you know a three to four hour VR experience with maybe some replayability or is this like a side game like a like a um I don't know. Uh, Miles Morales or uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, something like that with a little meat on its bones. So I'm very curious to see more about it. I'd be likely to, to lean towards this being a smaller experience. Um, I hope, you know, honestly, I'm happy either way, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that we're, we'd get something more like a Miles Morales because that would really blow this out of the water. If you get some good buzz going early on for something like this, that's a system seller. So you, you just kind of let it ride after that. 
Uh, yeah. I, I have a lot of questions about it too. Like even to the point of like backwards compatible. Cause a lot of people I think are going to be adopting this for the first time. Um, including myself. Like I have not gotten, I I've barely played any VR over the, the last few years at all. I, I want to say I played on an HTC at, uh, E3 in 2018. And then like, even my, it's funny. My cousins have, uh, the Oculus and they're like, why, why don't you have this? You have, like every system under the sun. And I was like, I'm kind of waiting for whenever PS VR comes out the, the second iteration. So this is going to be a jump on point for me. I'm curious about price. I want to see what that looks like. I imagine Sony will kind of host uh, a state of play for one of these in the, um, I don't know in the next few months or at all, but sometime maybe before E3, so we can get a little bit of hype going. Did they confirm um, 2022 for this for this hardware, or do they just? I don't know. Uh, target for holiday release. Okay. Okay. Yep. Interesting. I mean, so, it's it's going to be expensive. Like the the hardware is top of the line. We're talking about 4K HDR, which means it's going to be pretty powerful. And I know, granted, the PS5 is driving a lot of that, but an OLED display, eye tracking technology. I don't know if we mentioned that, but the eye tracking for for VR seems very very cool. That can add like an, a, another a whole other layer of control for you know for a VR experience. So I think it's going to be expensive. I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking like four hundred dollars for this thing. That's about where I land with this, and I wouldn't be surprised even to see. A five hundred dollar price tag. Um, I hope not. I mean, that's, especially that's, that's steep. It's, you know, PS fives are are hard to come by still, and I don't imagine that it will get much better throughout this year. So that also kind of leads us into our question here. We want to have a question of the week where we involve the Geekiverse community, you, the listener, uh, right on our social media profiles. Uh, we want to ask if you do you have a VR device, and if not, are you planning to get one? What's your excitement level around PSVR 2, etc.? We, we want to know. Let us know in the comments on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, other two, two other small items for news here. Ubisoft Plus. Uh, that is coming to Xbox. If you don't know, that is a service uh, that is currently available, subscription service on PC. You can play over 100 plus Ubisoft games from their library over the years. That's Splinter Cell, it's Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, all over the place. You can play those games. Um, that will be available. It is not going to be a part of Xbox Game Pass. You will have to subscribe to it separately. So it's not like EA Play, where that is just a, a, a part of it. Uh, that's okay. You know, we, we get a lot of value with Game Pass, so no harm, no foul there. But I think good, John, right? To, to have just a, another option on the Xbox consoles. Yeah, why not? Do you know how much Ubisoft Plus is? It's like 10 bucks a month or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, I don't know that. Uh, I, I don't know if that was disclosed or not, but that is coming kind of TBD sometime soon, hopefully. Uh, the other thing, this is kind of a big one. The uh, latest from Tom Clancy, the Rainbow Six Extraction that is coming out in about 15 days, January 20th. That is going to be a day one download on Xbox Game Pass. Very good value there. If, you, if you're not a Game Pass subscriber, go do that. Uh, if you're playing on another system, say like the PC or PS5, you can go purchase that game at a reduced price for thirty nine ninety nine. So not not a bad deal there. Uh, but John, that's another just another win in a long line of wins for the Game Pass. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's not a game I'm probably ever going to download or give a shot. But I mean, it's just it's just they're just stacking the cards. More reasons to to sub- subscribe to Game Pass. I mean, you, you can just be a, a casual shooter player and want to buy that game. But you know what? Maybe just subscribe to Game Pass instead, and you've got this you know this early en- or this new entry to this amazing catalog of games. So sick. Absolutely. Have um speaking of Xbox real quick, have you seen the the documentary Power On? 
I have. It's awesome. I watched it. Really good. I I, I started it last week. I uh, watched the first episode or two, and then I want to say like Saturday night, I just couldn't stop. I was up to like two thirty in the morning. Watched the whole thing. As an Xbox fan, like just kind of a lifer here, I was like getting goosebumps the whole time. Love yep. seeing the uh, the behind the scenes and really how all of all of it feels very shoehorned. Um, and I love as we move through kind of like the red ring of death and some of the controversies to the, the Xbox one and how they just totally blew their unbelievable, I guess, relationship with yeah, gamers, goodwill. their other goodwill from, from the 360 era. They, they just, just destroyed it all on a matter of minutes with the Xbox one and, and it's reveal. And I love that Don metric was on this, by the way, because he's just so he, there's not a high level of respect to no, say the least with not. gamers with him. And I did like hearing his mindset because there's there's a person there, right? Whether right. whether you like him or not, like there was it was nice to see that as opposed to the guy that says, "Well, if gamers are worried about being online or not online all the time, we have a, a system for that. It's the 360, right. right?" There was there was some bad stuff there that that didn't really work out. Of course, it took a long time to get back the uh, Xbox Series X and, and Game Pass, Phil Spencer, all of it. It's just they're firing on all cylinders. And it's it's a nice comeback, but I really really thought all of that was super super interesting. I'm I'm very glad they went so far into the red. There's almost a whole episode. Of, was it eight part series or something like that? Almost a whole episode about the Red Ring of Death. So I'm so glad they were you know you can't hide from it. But I'm so glad they were that transparent to to dive into the details and to re, you know really take that at face value. And the same thing with the Xbox One. I mean, talk about <laughs> talk about all the goodwill in the world. Not only did you have an awesome system in the 360. You, it was good enough that you didn't even lose your goodwill with the Red Ring of Death. You, you made it through that. And obviously, they, you know, they did the right thing and they replaced all those consoles for free. But to survive that, still have all that goodwill, and then just kill it with the Xbox One. Crazy story. We all live through it, right? Uh, but yeah, that, that documentary is awesome. Awesome. It's just... Re- remember seeing certain parts of it and being like, I know where I was when this happened. I know where I was when I heard this story break. Like they showed a quick uh, crowd uh, of E3 2018 and I, I paused it because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in that crowd. Where am I? So cool. I, was, I was too far out of focus. But like um, there was just so many good things that came out of that. The um, Oh gosh, I hit a point here that I, I wanted to bring up. Um, it'll come back to me. But you're right with the red ring of death. Like I, they got through that and I assume you had an Xbox 360 that had the red ring. Oh, yeah. Five, so right. I, I set mine in four times. I set mine in four times. Same system? Uh, I think they like, I, I think they replaced them. I don't think they fixed them. I think they were just like, uh, you know, they would get mine in, send me a refurbished one. Get mine in, send me a refurbished. But yes, my the same experience. My, my launch Xbox 360, for lack of a better term, I sent in four times. So I, I had the red ring of death. Um, I was in college. And... It was the day that uh, Christmas break or winter break started and it red ringed. I was so upset as you saw many people in this, this video or this uh, series were, and I, I got it back relatively quick. So it was like December 3rd that that went down and I got it back Christmas Eve. Of course I missed out on a few weeks of gaming, but Hey, got Real. it back. Of course they, they did the right thing by, by paying for that, making it relatively quick. Um, I, what, what I was, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know if these two games came out in the same week or, or something like that or within the same two weeks or if this just ha- happened to happen to me at both launches, but definitely Call of Duty World at War, that launch weekend, got the red ring, and then also Gears of War 2. So someone can fact check and see if maybe those games came out like within the same window or it, it could have just happened to me twice. 
it whatever it was i remember for world at war i was i was doing the towel trick i was wrapping my console in the towels letting it run letting it get overheated and i could play the game for like another hour two hours one time i played for a whole day and then it just red ringed again so so heartbreaking it's so painful in in lieu of my 360 i brought uh my ps2 back out which hadn't been touched in years um just playing crash bandicoot nhl hits i was all over the place but i needed to do something uh so what I my where I lost my train of thought before is uh, for the 360. I loved hearing the E3 reaction to them hearing about PlayStation and their price point, and yes. just being like emotional and in tears back at the Microsoft HQ, if you will, to say we just won. Like they just shot themselves in the foot. Are you kidding me? And then they're messaging was not crazy different from don matrix basically it was get another job right like that's that's ridiculous terrible Can you imagine if if microsoft said that nowadays like they, they'd be done right it's crazy In, so what's amazing is to see the script flipped it i was gonna say that flipped yeah. it. like they, they they flipped it for the xbox one and did not learn it all from that like so but but sony did because they were like all oh, right here's our price point we got you oh here's the stab we got you with how to trade games with your friends like oh my gosh to see it all happen and then john that's one generation apart a few years it's not like we're talking 10 15 years this all happened so close it's just what a roller coaster man good anyway that's my tangent go check that out you can watch it just about anywhere i know it's on amazon prime i think you can watch it right on the uh the xbox i watched on youtube it's on youtube in 4k hdr yeah i watch on youtube beautiful gotta love that yep uh so uh, let's see here. Question of the week. What we asked last week, John, if, if you've got some responses to pull up, we asked you guys, which 2022 game is your most anticipated? We got some, uh, some good answers here. I'm sure some of these games will cross over with what John and I have on our list. I think so. But John, take it away. Yeah, there's a couple here. I'll start with the ones that don't cross over from uh, from where you know I'm excited and maybe uh, one of them is probably might be exciting for you. But uh, first, we'll start with Peter Chesick. Uh, Peter, maybe the biggest one of the year is Elden Ring. So Elden Ring is Peter's pick. Um, I've just not. We've talked about it. You and I are just not from software guys. Maybe this will be the one I try out. I've heard from people who have tried the uh, the um, the preview, the technical preview, that this might be the most approachable from software game. I think Andy Andy Cortez and Tamor Hussein of Gamespot talked about that. Hopefully, that's the case. Maybe, maybe this will be uh, you know this is more of an open world with more exploration uh, than kind of just like combat focus and and other from software games have been. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a dive in point for me. But I know people, especially Peter Chesick, are very excited for that one. How about you? Where are you at with that? Yeah, I I want to like this. There's a lot of good PR behind it, a lot of uh, good vibes if you will, but it's just not it's not a selling point for me. Like from software, kudos. Hey, it's just not my cup of tea just like you. Um open world, honestly for the most part, it's hard for me to get behind lore that I'm just not interested in. I don't know that I am or not, but this is not a day one for me. If I'm going to play it, I've got to get some feedback from some people who typically don't play this game. And that's going to be hard. Right. Um, so maybe, maybe one day I'll give it a try. But Tim, uh, Tim Talbot from the Geekiverse, that's his number one, if I'm not mistaken. That makes sense. This year. He is really excited to dive into that. Right. Uh, another one from uh, the community is uh, Rob Coons. His, his number one is Dying Light 2. 
So I know. I thought, oh, Robbie. I, yeah. So I thought maybe that you could speak to that one because I, I haven't played the first one. I know you got some. Did you get some hands-on time or maybe a behind the behind closed door demo of this like in 2018? Long time ago. Yeah. So uh, E3 2018. Um, we we got invited to an appointment for it, and I I really don't know what happened with this game because. It looked great. It looked like it played great. Um, Techland was really confident in their presentation without stuttering. And it was it was a live demo. Like, I mean, someone from Techland was playing it. But still, they were playing it. It was not uh, a scripted video, so to speak. And I was sold at that point. I was like, goodness, this is probably coming out in 2019. Give me it. When it went away and we just heard nothing for a while, I really thought this was going to get canceled. It seemed like it was in development hell for a while. I really don't know the behind the scenes there, but um, I know I've still got my Dying Light 2 backpack that I take to work every day, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Uh, this is a game I think I'm going to dive into at some point. It did not make my list, but um, I can see this being a discount game for me. Makes sense. Yeah, I'll, I'll, this is going to be like a, the way you reacted to Elden Ring. I'm going to wait for some reviews for sure. I'll, I'll see. Um, the first one looked fun, so if they can if they can take what looked so cool about that and the parkour and the, the open world day night cycle, and they can you know expand upon that, and you know maybe they can sell me. We'll see. Um, next one, our, our good friend Derek Kramer. He's talking about Pokemon Arceus, Arceus, Arceus. I've I've been playing Pokemon for 25 years. I know. This Pokemon's not been around for 25 years, but I've always said Arceus, and my crew has always said Arceus, but I'm pretty sure that the Pokemon company said Arceus when they announced this game. Doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right. Um, this is sort of on my list. It's it's sort of on my list of most anticipated games. Um, I'm certainly excited for it. I love Pokemon. You can see most of my backdrop is Pokemon stuff. I'm a huge Pokemon fan, but I play all the games. That's where I fell in love with the series. I still collect the cards to this day. Love Pokemon, um, but I'm not hopeful that this is going to be the breath of the wild to the pokemon universe like people think it's going to be um they've they've been very very transparent and they've given us a very similar product um pokemon's not changing anytime soon it, it is a very basic game where if you want more out of it you've got to do the nerdy stuff you've got to do shiny hunting you've got to try to you know hunt for the best stats and stuff like that things that are not face value parts of the game that's where you get your depth out of pokemon at, at its face value, Pokemon is a, a kid's game about collecting monsters, and the battles are not very difficult, and they've gotten easier every year. And I don't see this new formula with being a little bit more open world and having a little bit more, I don't know, freedom to do some stuff. I don't see it, you know, really scratching that itch for our us 30-year-old Pokemon fans that we kind of hoped it would. So I'm excited for it. Derek, I'm glad you're excited for it. I just hope that your expectations aren't too high because I think it is going to disappoint most people, just where I'm at with it. DK421, we're really excited that you're excited about it, but I'm, I'm in the same boat. Uh, it's not going to be it. Won't be on my radar. Sorry. Again, Happy it's on my are. radar. I'm pumped about it. I just don't get your hopes up. This is not going to be the game that, that people want it or hope it to be. It's just not. We'll check back in about a month and see what uh, what Derek thinks about it. We right. get we got to get yeah. him on busy sticks. I know we yeah. Maybe he I can mean, talk he, about that a little bit. He's a, he loves Pokemon, so we, we, we can do a review of that game because I'm going to be all over it. So we'll see. And then the last one is a funny one. The last, the last uh, reader mail write-in is a funny one because I was at dinner with my wife tonight and we were hanging out uh, waiting for our food and I'm jotting down some notes and she sees I'm going back and forth between Facebook and between my notepad and she's like, are you going to Facebook and adding like the notes of people who responded? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, do you want me to pull it up on my phone and so I can just tell you? I'm like, no, I'm already done. She's like, you only have three there. I'm like, well, yeah, only three people responded, but that's going to make like good conversation. Like we're not going to be talking about this for an hour. She's like, are you sure you don't want me to put one on there for you so you feel better? 
And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, the three is great. She's like, I can come up with a game. I'm like, what would you come up with? And she goes, I don't know. Come up with one for me. So I'm like, you know what? There is one that I know you're actually going to be excited for that you John? don't even know yet. Yes. Well, first of all, does Courtney know that there's no new scheduled Animal Crossing this year? <laughs> she knows that there's new, no new Animal Crossing, and she knows that there's no new Mario. Okay. She knows that. Okay. Okay. You're, you're never uh, going to get it. Okay, I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> yeah, you won't. You won't. Um, so my wife is a big lover of cats. We've got two awesome cats here. She loves cats. She's growing up with them. And when the PlayStation... Not blinks, no. When the PlayStation 5 reveal happened, a game was revealed oh. called Stray. And I, now, since knowing my wife, I've also become a huge cat person, too, so I also love cats. And I was all about that game. And the first thing I did after I saw it was show her that trailer. And she's like, this is awesome. I want to play it on my Switch. I'm like, well, you're not going to be able to play it on your Switch. But you can play it eventually. Um, so she was excited about it. And I'm like, that is the only game I can think of that's coming out in 2022 that we can feign some interest for to get you on the show. So there we go. <laughs> Courtney Fick, her answer is Stray, the game about the cat from PS5 Showcase. Courtney, you're just such a kind, gentle soul. Thank you for doing that for us. Like, my gosh, I just love that. <laughs> oh, so good. I feel like if I did that for Lauren, she'd be like, this is stupid. I don't have any pick. <laughs> <laughs> but now I feel like I, I want to. So I'll, I'll go right. ask her. I'll be like, hey, what, what's your most anticipated game of 22? And I watch her just be like, you know, I'm really excited about Horizon Forbidden West. I'd be like, I didn't oh even God. know that you knew that was a game. You know, like Courtney, Courtney's in the room next to me folding laundry and can apparently hear me because she just texted me and said, thanks, hubby. <laughs> uh, very good. Oh, I love it. So thank you for the three participants and Courtney for doing that this week. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll continue to build that segment over time. But let's do this job. We're going to get to our 2022 most anticipated games. We'll, we'll try to do a little bit what we did last week with 2021 games where we'll, we'll just go every other one. And if we happen to overlap, we just won't talk about it. So, um, John, you, you want me to kick it off? Go for it. All right. Really, this I'm just giving this to you, though. Um, no, so number five for me, this quick thing about my list. I know there's bigger games out there. I know there's some some... Uh, more anticipated games from the general public. However, uh, for me, I don't care. This is this is my list, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about what I want to see. Now, most of my actually, the game that I have at number five is the only one with a date. The rest of them are supposed to come out in the release window that is 2022. I would not be surprised if at least two of these get bumped to next year. Just saying. I went with what had a 2022 window. Number five, my one game with a date. John, don't hurt me for having this so low. It's okay. Horizon Forbidden West. It's, I'm actually going to let you talk about this one. Hit me. I'm pumped, man. I'm, I, so, yeah, we, we've talked about Horizon a lot. Um, I think for me, if it didn't come out in the same year as Zelda Breath of the Wild, would have been game of the year almost any other year for me. I, I think that Horizon is so, so good. And again, I'm not going to... It's tough to say it's underrated, right? Because people love Horizon. There's really not there's really nothing not much that you can find out there where people are talking bad about Horizon. I just think it's even better than people say. I think it is such a unique take on an open world game. I think the combat is so so good, so different, and just the story is so interesting. Like it's such a cool world. I don't know. It's just one of the most inventive open world games and some of the most inventive combat that I've played in a while. And it blew me away when I played it. So to me, like Horizon will always be a bit underrated. I just I think that game's up there with God of War. Uh, 
personally love horizon so of course i'm just absolutely pumped about the new one it's just it's 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 more horizon it's beautiful it's open it's more it's more open uh we got the news that the the ps5 uh downloads gonna be like 105 gigabytes which most people are like oh no my space i'm like yes that's gonna be amazing 105 gigabytes of what what of that game is gonna be huge and it's gonna be so long so much to do so uh i can't wait uh i I couldn't be more excited for that game and to those people, I say, delete your shit. Get it off of the hard drive. Make room. I, uh, I might have to upgrade my SSD, honestly, add a yeah. second one. We'll see. Yeah, I might be in the same boat. Uh, heavy hitter here, PlayStation exclusive. Uh, I, I enjoyed the first game, not to the degree that John does, but as I've talked many times, when John finds kind of passion in a game, that gets me excited because it's contagious. So um, that is a day one for me. Can't wait to play it. I was going to go back and play the first one a second time just to really get my juices flowing, but I don't think I'm going to have time, unfortunately, with the release schedule that I've got coming up. Yeah, uh, a lot going on. Did yeah did you platinum this for no did i imagine okay. yeah no it's just i don't know why i don't know i'm, I'm so hit, i'm so hit or miss with platinums and honestly it's more so i'm hit or miss with open world games as much as i love horizon and i love the combat and i love the story in the world um i didn't care much about the open world and what i was doing in it right um a game like okay. ghost of tsushima like that game i just could not get enough of all the side quests and to me that was because they were so bite-sized like you know you go find the fox den it took me 30 seconds to do awesome go find a shrine it took me a minute and a half i'm just getting stuff done so quickly and it was just so fun to do horizon didn't have that for me but it had hooks elsewhere i thought the rest of it was perfect um, so no, I didn't, it didn't even come close to the platinum. And that's a game that I've been waiting for like a, a true, um, unless I'm wrong of true PS five patch for, like, I don't think that exists. I think they, I think they did a, a 60 frames per second patch, just like the last of us okay. part two, but they didn't do a PS five version or like anything else. I think there's just an FPS boost, which to be honest is huge going from 30 to 60 is a big deal. Um, but I, I, don't know for sure if that's confirmed if that actually happened or if i'm just making that up but it could have yeah i I feel like it didn't i uh but it is what it is so that's that's a game i'm gonna go back to at some point whatever happens i'm gonna be playing that game february 21st i'm not mistaken uh we're not that far away from Not far at all so Awesome, awesome, awesome. Getting more Horizon. We're getting two Horizon games this year in some way, shape, or form. At least we think. Possibly. Uh, John, do uh, you got a number five? You know, I didn't list mine. I, I forgot to do that part of the homework. I didn't make. I didn't make a fun list, so I'm just gonna. Okay. It's, it's all good. It's just it's casual. It's conversation. Um, there is a 60 frames per second patch for Horizon Zero Dawn that did come out. I think it came out around the time that the uh, the PC version was released. Um. So I'm just going to talk about my next my next uh, most anticipated game, and it's probably my most anticipated game above Horizon, and that is uh, the sequel to Breath of the Wild. That is the one that I just can't stop thinking about. Um, I, I talk about you know my game of the year 2017. You know we're talking about those two right now. Uh, Breath of the Wild was my number one, and Horizon was my number two. But Breath of the Wild is one of those games that I think about almost every day. I mean, that game is so, so cool. Um, we talk about open world games. You and I both don't, you know, inherently love them just because an open world game is an open world game. That's one of those games where I just could not stop exploring. I wanted to do everything. And it was just so much fun. Um, super, super transformative game for me. So whatever they do with the sequel, I'm all in. Can't wait to see it. I hope we see it this year. Hope so. Dude, I know a part of me thinks we're not going to see it. But. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not here to, you know, express any confidence. I just hope it happens. This, so for what it's worth, people are going to hate me for this. That was my number six. 
Uh, it got squeezed out. I was like, if I can pick one at the end here, it's Horizon. Uh, but hopefully we see it this year. If not, we'll see it next year. It'll, it'll be great. We'll be talking about it this time next year. Uh, that is... Uh, so I've... I, I don't want to say infamously, but at least with my friends here, I've not finished Breath of the Wild. That's a game I'm going to go back. I, I'm going to start it over. I'm going to start it over. I'm like halfway through the main story, but I've got to start over um, as soon as I finish Metroid Dread. So I have, I have advice. Soon. I've got some advice for you when it comes to Breath of the okay. Wild. When you play that game, don't Google anything or don't look for guides or YouTube videos. If you have questions, ask your friends. Text me. Okay. Text, text, text him. If you have a question about something, ask one of your friends. Have a conversation about it that way. Don't 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 look for a guide. Don't don't go too crazy into like finding you know having somebody else find the answers for you. Um, the game is all about exploration, and it, it sounds so cliche, and it sounds like oh you know I shouldn't have to put this this much effort into liking something. It clicks once you just once you just let that game do what it's meant to do. It'll click. So that's my only piece of advice: don't Google stuff and don't look up guides. Sounds good. I'll uh, I'll keep that in mind when I, I relaunch that because I got to play it before the second one comes out. There's no doubt about it. Number four for me. Uh, this is probably not on a lot of people's radar, but we know my love of Batman slash Rocksteady, even though this is not Rocksteady. Uh, Gotham Knights. So I care about this game. I'm, I'm excited about the premise of it. Ironically enough, not in the Arkhamverse, if you will. It is a, a game from uh, WB Montreal. So they did the uh, Batman Arkham Origins, which I wouldn't say is underrated. I think it got a r- about the amount of love that it deserved. It's a good game, but it's not a rock steady experience. And there is a difference, at least to me. So this is a game that I'm excited about. You can play it co-op. I, I think this is going to hit this year. I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard more about it. I would expect more news around E3 and maybe like an October release if I was a betting man. So that's next on the list for me, Gotham Knights. John, does that move the needle for you at all? And if not, what do you got? for next on your list yeah no i've got no i've got no real excitement or hype for any of the any of the dc properties or any of the wb stuff to be honest um that doesn't mean that i won't play it i I hope i hope i do um there's still a world where i i dive into the arkham games and i love them it just it just wasn't this world um you know maybe we'll open up a portal maybe we'll break a spell we'll figure something out maybe 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 it'll happen maybe it'll happen but not not something i'm super excited for um next for me my list is short because again didn't do the homework uh i'm gonna go into what i'm gonna guess is your number one so feel free to to talk a lot about this but i'm gonna go right for god of war god of war ragnarok man what what, you kidding me we're just getting we're just getting paid off here from 2017 and 2018 all the best year all all the best games from those two years are getting their sequels and then hopefully they're coming out this year uh god of war can't talk enough about it um just just back at it with with kratos and story number two and in, in this uh this new mythology it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome so back when the geekiverse was scoring video games for review um two games that i ever give a, a 10 out of 10 we know my love for for batman arkham city god of war 2018 was the other one i can't believe i haven't gone back and and completed this open world uh so to speak all these side ac- activities and missions i can't tell you how much I enjoy that game. And I think it is a true work of art. I love the single camera. What, like what perspective that is. You have one camera, the entire game when you're Kratos, it's, it's behind him. And then it goes to a cutscene without showing any loading screens. And the camera just floats to where it has to go. Yep. 
one, it's con- on- one continuous take in a video game. I mean, come on. Obviously, there's tricks and stuff going on. There's no real camera there. But just the, the direction behind that to be able to pull that off is just insane. That is truly art. That's unbelievable to me. Corey Barlog did an amazing job with this. He tweeted out a teaser two years ago where if you took the first initial of every line that he had in this tweet, it spelled out Ragnarok. And here we are. We've got God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I hope this game is coming this year. I'm pretty confident that it will. I wouldn't be surprised if if it slips. Like That's just everything right in the COVID era. But... That is my number one game. So you, yeah, you're I, right. I um, figured so. Are you at all worried we, that Corey's not directing this one? Have any worries? No, because he's still involved. He's. Yeah. I don't know what his title with this is, but he's producer. I think he's producing. You know, helping with scripts and helping. I'm sure assistant directing. I'm sure he's a producer on it. What I didn't know prior to kind of researching and watching some of the background stuff on this title is that with God of War, they only direct one game and then they move on or they're a different part of the team so that there's a fresh perspective. Right. I really like that. Yep. Like Obviously, there's pros and cons to that, but he's the first... Like, he's, I can't remember again the title. He's the first one to be involved to this pedigree for a second title. Yep. So I'm not worried about it. I, I mean, if it comes close to being as good as the first one, I'm in a real... A really good place same it, here it, just what, whatever date that comes out like that is a game i was looking back at i always like looking back throughout my xbox played history for my achievements or my trophies on playstation and this one i played for five days only it was like the 18th of april to the, the 23rd or something like that was it. it i beat this game fast because i couldn't put it down and also let me tell you and i know john you echo this you need zero prior god of war reference you don't have there's tons of games out there doesn't matter this is a reboot and it's different and if you're not playing it because you haven't played prior god of war games you're doing yourself a major disservice right as i said this is art and you gotta get on it so it's part of the ps collection you can play it on your ps5 or your ps4 um go do it there's no sense in waiting so that's number one for me man i could talk about it for a long time get after it uh, I'll I'll just jump right into my uh, my number three here. Kind of alluded to it prior to that, but this is the rock steady experience that I was hoping for. Uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Now I'm burned out on just uh, not Justice League, but Suicide Squad. Like it was a popular property. We had the 2016 movie that kind of killed it. Even last year's with James Gunn, I didn't think was as good as critics are saying, just my personal opinion. So I'm a little burned out on the property of the suicide squad. Like they're trying to push it. It feels like too much. That being said, I am excited for this game because of the pedigree of Rocksteady. And I love the, the, the Batman Arkham trilogy that Rocksteady created a few years back. It's just, it's my favorite in gaming with this one. I think it's an interesting premise. I, I don't think it's as exciting as say, if they were to do a wonder woman game, which is going to be happening with monolith. But that being said, I'm still really excited for it. I'm going to say right now, I don't think this game is coming out this year. But the last we heard is that it is a 2022 release window. I just don't see Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad coming out in the same year. I would say one or the other, even though they're different studios. Because if I'm uh, Warner Brothers, I want to space them out a little bit. Again, just my opinion. But that's my number three for 2022. Echo what I said about your last WB game. And just, we'll see. We'll see how it is. I like superhero stuff. DC, you know, interest is definitely uh, on the decline. I'm pumped about the Batman movie. Can't wait for that. Um, 
So we'll see. I do have another one. I, I, I got another one. And actually, it might legitimately be my number one. So that we're going, we're trending in the right way. All right. Bre- Breath of the Wild might, might be right above it, but uh, Cuphead, the delicious last course. Oh, dude. That, that is up I... there for me. So that's certainly, it's DLC in its literal name and its essence alone, um, but it, it's, it's almost a whole new game. It's, it's, it's one third of the size of what Cuphead was, maybe a little bigger. I think there might, might be one more boss than most of the islands actually had in the first game, uh, the original game, I should say. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, talk, I talked about it last week, uh, maybe even the week before. Somehow we got talking about Cuphead. One of those experiences that's going to stick with me forever. Beginning of quarantine, I just needed something to focus myself. I just sat down with my Switch, and I just crushed Cuphead. I'm like, I'm doing it. I love this game. The music is so good. I'm addicted to the pain <laughs> that is losing and trying again <laughs> and figuring this stuff out. Um, and, I, and I did it, and I loved it. And I haven't gone back because it was one of those things where it's like almost like... We, even I share this with God of War, I didn't explore that open world because once I walked away from it, I'm like, that was it, man. I did it. I beat that game. That was the experience, and I kind of don't want to alter it. And I feel the same way about Cuphead. John Fick, you are a sick man. Cuphead, oh my gosh. So, funny story is I almost... Man, I don't know what overcame me. I have this problem where I want to start too many video games at once, and that's what got me into issues this past fall. Uh, As I was waiting for the next game, I was like, I think I should just knock Republic Commando off my list because it's, it's, it is what it is. Almost. Almost started Cuphead on Series X. Come I on. Chickened out. I, I, want, chickened I watched out. you I play Cuphead so bad. I'll get there. I'll get there. Does, I feel like everyone needs to watch it. Does Xbox <laughs> have a share play feature at all like, like PlayStation has? Where like you and I can be at a party and I can be watching your gameplay? I don't think so. No. You, you might you might have to buy Cuphead on on PlayStation because that would be or maybe I'll buy it for you because that would be a fun stream just to sit there us virtually you know much easier to do nowadays sit in a shared play party you share your gameplay we just sit in a Discord call record it throw it on Twitch and like let's watch Joe play Cuphead we talked about streaming it forever but if we do it on PS5 or even four I think it's logistically a lot easier than doing it in the same house I don't want to break my dual sense that's the thing so fair enough. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I bought this game in either 2018 or 2019, like beginning of the year. Xbox always has their end of year sale at Christmas. And I bought like a ton of small games. And my resolution was I was going to play a lot of smaller games, like indie games. So I was going to play Cuphead, Unravel, um, Super Lucky Tale. I think that was what it was called. Things yep. like that. And I just, I haven't played half of them. Cuphead's one of them. So I've had it. I've owned it on Xbox for a long time. I just haven't gotten there. Um, it'll happen at some point, but you're, you're, you know, you're a braver soul than I. And, um, you know, when I finally get there, it's going to be a blast or, or not. Uh, or not. What's funny, last point on God of War, that came out a week before Infinity War, if I'm not mistaken. Is that true? Just, I'm just bringing that up because what a mo- mem- I don't know if you recall there was like a uh side content in God of War to collect essentially what were infinity stones. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the tie-in. And like I can't believe that one of my possibly my favorite MCU movie came out the same time as one of my favorite video games of all time. It's just I love when stuff like that happens. It's just unbelievable uh, just to look back on. My random connection to two things coming out at the same time are The Last of Us, 
the original Last of Us, which I bought a PS3 for and didn't realize I bought it too early because I was watching. So the review embargo on The Last of Us lifted on a Monday and the game came out on a Thursday or a Friday or whatever, late in the week. So I bought the I bought the uh, PS3 from a friend on like Wednesday, went to GameStop and asked for a copy of The Last of Us. And they're like, dude, the game doesn't come out till Friday. I'm like... No, it must have been a Friday because of what I'm about to tie this in with. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I was just watching early reviews. I'm an idiot. I didn't really look into the release date. I just figured like, oh, it's out. Um, so that Friday it comes out. So did Man of Steel. Same day as Man of Steel because I went to the mall. I went to the Regal at the mall to see Man of Steel with my dad and also scooted down to Best Buy and grabbed my copy of The Last of Us. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right. So that I feel like was June... 13th or 14th, 2014. I remember these... No, 2013. I remember these weird dates. I feel like that's what it was, but I don't know. Uh, interesting connection. Interesting. Yep. Um, who's, whose turn is it? Do, you did Cuphead. Okay. Yes. Number two for me. This, this sucks, folks. This has been on my most anticipated list for three years now. This is the third year. Lego Star Wars. <laughs> oh, my the God. The Skywalker Saga. What is happening? Dude. What, what, what why, are they doing? Why was that game delayed so much? We heard nothing. It went dark forever. And it's supposed to come out in spring of 2022. Yeah, I don't know. I'm calling BS on that. And like, I'll believe it when it's finally in my hands. I pre-ordered this game in 2020 because I had like a gift card or something from... Um, oh no, it was... Best Buy still had their gamer program where you got like 20% off. Gamers Club Unlocked. Oh. Yes, yes. I had it and it expired in August. So I pre-ordered so many games just to lock it in. Yeah. And that was one of them, the special edition. Um, Do you know if that pre-order is still active? Yes. It is. Yeah, that's crazy. I just checked it today (laughs) to make sure. I was like, I got a really good deal out of this. I I hope it's still there. It better still be there. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I pre-ordered that. It was Cyberpunk, all these games. Um. I, I love Lego Star Wars in general because I love Star Wars. This one being all nine Skywalker movies just excites me. I like that it's a new format. It's kind of like third person, which I don't know how that's going to work because these games are kind of like built around being co-op and family games. So it's really different from what we've seen in past Lego iterations, but I am just over the moon excited to finally play it if this game ever freaking comes out. So Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, number two on my list. That's John, the, got any that, more games? No, that's the list. Yeah, that, I'm tapped out, and we talked about your number one already. So feel free to gush more about God of War, but that's all I got. <laughs> so God of War, uh, yeah, no, I, I, when they, also when they announced that it was Ragnarok, as as it was rumored, in my head, naturally, I'm like, oh my gosh, what if this is any t- anything like Thor Ragnarok? Oh my like, god, totally. Just, you know, stupid but i love thor ragnarok so much that's all i got folks it's, hit it's, us, uh, it's good stuff i mean it's a good list of games if any if half of these hit we're talking about a really good 2022 dude we really are i'm gonna pull up tim's real quick just to, to oh yeah i forgot through him yeah. he put him uh in our group text the other day yeah, no, Elden Ring was definitely on there and it was high up tim's a big uh tim's a big souls born from software kind of guy so I know he's going to be all over that. Maybe his hype can get me excited for that game. Like my hype gets you excited for so many. I, I think so. You know, Tim only likes hard video games. We mentioned because he wanted to play. I'm, I'm actually half kidding. He wanted to play Guardians of the Galaxy, but I, I go, Tim, it's really easy. It's a fun story, but it's not it's not a hard game. And he just kind of went, 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Tim's top five for 2022. Tim Talbot here. Number one, Elden Ring. Number two, Breath of the Wild sequel. Number three, Hogwarts Legacy. So I do have an interest oh, in this game. Me too. I didn't realize that was even rumored for 2022. I'm looking at a list. I didn't see it. That That's a I big one for me. that's the release window. That's for sure uh, up there for me. I'm excited about that game, and I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. I like it, but it's not like your Star Wars or Marvel or even Lord of the Rings for me. It's so it's up it there for me. It feels like it's going to be a good game. I'm ex- Yeah, you're, you're a big Harry Potter guy. Love me some Harry Potter. I got myself... Uh, oh, we didn't do show and sell today. Just, just realized that, but... Um, this this is gonna be it then. Hey, we're talking Harry Potter. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this is my show and tell. I just happened to pull out my. You can't my, call it audible. Sure can. Just oh, did. Yeah. This is my Elder Wand. So uh, the 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 Harry Potter store in New York City just opened up like the week I was there. It was insane. You had to like you had to show up at the store, scan a QR code, and get put in a virtual queue. There was like seven thousand people ahead of me. Seven thousand people. It, it said ahead wow. of me in this virtual queue. All of a sudden, like 5 p.m., I get a text that we're ready. So we had to like sprint to the subway and head, head downtown. Super, super cool. Um, but I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And this game was leaked like, I want to say in 26, no, 2017 or 18. Like it was leaked a long time ago. Some like random uh, trailer just in recorded on, on a, a phone screen was, was leaked forever ago. So we knew that there was like this 3D possibly action RPG Harry Potter game in the works. And we had just kind of seen it recently. So like, this game, I don't know if it's, it was just a mess for a while or it's going to be huge. I'm pumped about it. Um, have you at least seen all the movies? Yes. Uh, you should watch the HBO special that just came out on Christmas. The HBO Now. I've been reading about it. It looks so good. It's super emotional. Like I, Even if you're not a huge Harry Potter fan, it's emotional. It's worth the watch. It's really. I watched it last night. It's awesome. It's impressive to to see that they got that cast together. I gotta say, like, just in in terms of pop culture, that's a lot of fun. It is. You gotta it, love that stuff. That's part of the Marvel behind it. But the production, like, they 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 remade something. I assume remade, but some of these sets that they're in are just like incredible, straight from the movie. Really, really cool watch. Definitely recommend it. I'm sure it was pretty exciting for some of them as well. Um, you said uh, the the Elder Wand that you have there, that not it? the Elder. Elder Ring. <laughs> it is not the El- it is not the Elder Ring. It's the one. That's not bad. That's not terrible. Oh well, again, <laughs> folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim. That was number three. Hogwarts Legacy. We're excited about it. We forgot about it. Uh, number four. Horizon Forbidden West, of course. And then number five. This is a game that probably would be seven on my list. I'm getting crazy here. Starfield. Oh, we're oh that game's not coming out in 2022. I don't care what they said. Oh, that I dude! Even... I love your your steadfast uh, thought on. There's this. no like, chance that game comes out in 2022. I would like only give you a 50 percent chance it's a 2023 game. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> game's not coming out anytime soon. They they gave a date, not a release window. Listen to Todd Howard. That date is a big deal. Like he likes to release games on that. Come on, that's ha- I think it's happening, John. I like that you're just opposite end of the spectrum on this for me. People really think that the game's coming out this year. Well, Tim does. And I'll oh tell you right now, God. if it doesn't, he's going to be really pissed. Not as pissed as if Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild or Hogwarts Legacy or Horizon didn't come out. Just quite, yeah. Still pretty pissed. Yes. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what, what it is, but I just have zero faith. Like, if it, p- please prove me wrong. Xbox, have a great year. Go off. Pop off. Release that, release that Starfield. But whew, I don't know, man. Good luck. So, so if the game comes out, 
are you excited about? Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not the biggest Bethesda fan in terms of like the actual properties that they that they own and the games that they put out, but I respect everything they do. I respect everything everything they do, and every once in a while, one of their games does catch me, like a, a Deathloop or even Fallout Four. I really enjoyed. So there's there there are Bethesda games that do move the needle for me. So I'm super pumped for it. Brand new Bethesda experience. Been in developments for what 28 years. Who knows. <laughs> 38 by the time yeah. it's out um yeah can't wait oh, i love space too I'm, I'm a big space guy so like gonna be all about that i hope to care about this game because it is in a sci-fi setting if you will uh, i don't care about elder scrolls i've tried folks i played skyrim's main story i i don't care enough about the whole craft your own story experience like give me something give me something to care about and it, it didn't hit with me Obviously, I'm in the minority on that. I know most people like a game like uh, Skyrim, but Starfield, of course I'm going to play it. It's, a, it's an Xbox Game Pass game. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with Skyrim. It's like, I tried. And uh, I even tried with... I, I, I tried Oblivion, Morrowind, and Skyrim. I know that's out of order. But I've tried... Yeah, I tried the last three uh, Elder Scrolls games. And like, I'm with you, man. Like, when it comes to RPGs, I don't want to build my own story. My RPG mechanics that I like are like building my character's attributes and like, you know, am I, do I have good karma or bad karma or, you know, am I looking for this kind of gear, that kind of gear, which side quest am I taking on? I'm not trying to build the story. That's not, you know, give me, give me my narrative experience in a, a pretty cohesive way. The perfect RPG or RPG type game for me is one of my top five favorite games ever and it's Mass Effect, which you can, by the way, now play on Game Pass. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Wait, the don't legend- do that. The Legendary Edition's on Game Pass now. Yes. Oh, just hit. Ooh. That's a game changer for a lot of old school Mass Effect fans like me. I own it, and I don't, I wouldn't say it's hypocritical, but I haven't finished it because so many games got in the way. I played these when they came out, but that's a game that I love. Not in the same vein as Star Wars but in a similar way that I love Star Wars. It's very it's very good. And there is a little bit of craft your own experience, but it's not. It's it's just, no matter which way you craft it, they, they give you lore. They give you just a touch of linearity. And it's really good. It's really good. And your choices do matter from game one to two to three. It's not this BS, oh, you got two endings here. There are a crap load of different endings that you can get to, despite the controversy you heard about in Mass Effect 3. These characters are are characters you get attached to. If I get an element of this with Starfield, I'm hooked. I'm absolutely hooked. And uh, I do hope it comes out this year. I I have not played a minute of a Mass Effect game. So and that that's okay, is good. No, but that's even, good news because I really do want to give them a chance. So to know the legendary editions on Game Pass, that could be you may have just dictated my next couple of weeks here. We'll see. I'm happy that I spilled that news for you. Yeah, I didn't but know that. Honestly, I I wouldn't say I'm worried. I don't know that if you play it now, having never played it before, some of these games I mean, man, Mass Effect 3 came out in 2012. So these are old games now. I don't know if they'll resonate the same way. Yeah. I don't know that they feel clunky, but they definitely feel like they are from that era. So if you care about the story, and I think that you will, it, it the the other thing before I get too far off track here is they're not very long games. You you can theoretically kind of just do side mission after side mission and just play them forever, but the stories don't take forever. You're talking. 
maybe 10 to 15 hours max. Okay. If you kind of just play through the story, like you can make this fast. So that's where the craftier experience comes in. And it doesn't hinder you in terms of leveling up, whether you're a paragon, which is think of it as the light side or a renegade as the dark side. So it's, Mass Effect 1 got a lot of updates for the Legendary Edition. I, th- I think it's worth a, a try. Okay. And if if you try it and you're like, this is not for me, it's okay. Like, no one would blame you because it's an old game. Like Alan Wake. Alan Wake Remastered came out this year. It, it feels like an Xbox 360 game. But I loved it because I played it when it came out. So I'd encourage you to try it. All right. I will, I will report back because I will try that for sure. So long story short, we don't know if Starfield is coming out this year <laughs> or <laughs> in a few years' time. Uh, Bethesda, by the way, I'm with you. I don't, I don't love a lot of their stuff. I appreciate their fans, but Wolfenstein's a big one for me. Love Wolfenstein. I, I, I like the Wolfenstein games. I played most of. Actually, I think I beat the first one. I think I beat the first one of the reboot. Um, almost positive. I have to go back and check my Xbox achievements. I did, um, but I, I played a little bit, a, a decent amount of uh, the second one, and I liked it. I think they're really cool games. I don't know if it. I think it got too hard. I was like, man, the difficulty ramping is very interesting in this game. Like, I was in the middle of a boss fight and it wasn't too bad, and then I'm just trying to like get from one building to another, and I just get slaughtered. And I'm like, I've got nothing. This checkpoint has me in a terrible spot. I'm not having fun. Like, I yeah, I have like this memory of this one like building that I'm in that I just keep getting destroyed in in uh, Wolfenstein New Order, maybe. Um, yeah, uh, those games are cool, but you know, not not top tier for me. Yeah, I, it's and you know what's nice is whenever the next one comes out, it it'll be free for you essentially because it'll be on Game Pass. So uh, a game I, I look forward to to playing whenever it comes out. I know it's it's probably in the works. Uh, that's it, folks. That that's our top five each, uh, mostly for 2022. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're excited for, as well as the question of the week for next week. Do you have any VR now? And if not, what are you planning to get? Does PS VR 2 excite you? Woo! We got a lot in on this episode. The the first one of the new year. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is exciting. So, John, we'll wrap things up for this episode of Busy Sticks. Where can we find you online if we want to talk about some of the things we talked about today? Also, I heard there's a new show coming to the Geekiverse because if... If you think about MCU Reviewed and how we haven't been able to be as consistent as we wanted to with that, it only makes sense <laughs> that we double the workload. So now we're, we're going to dive into something new. We already teased it. I'll let you talk about that and, and all the glory that is going to be pent up inside me for a few days. Yeah, so we're, we're getting into Star Wars, man. It, it's, it's the season for it. We just got the new High Republic book. Boba Fett is on episode two at the moment. I've got a beautiful new Mandalorian shirt. Everything is all, you know... All gears are heading Star Wars. Um, I I don't know how this is going to go. I'm, I'm a little worried about some comments I heard from JT. It's going to be interesting. I'm a little bit worried about the way I'm going to react to some of these conversations. I think it, I think they're going to be long episodes, and I think there may be some things I might regret saying. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll get There's there. There's going to be some hurt feelings here. Like let's let's be honest. I got to say, John, what I've what I've really liked about MCU reviewed. If you haven't watched it, it's on our channel. We've done all the way through Ant Man and the Wasp. What I've liked about that is we have the same we're, list. We're kind of we in list. control. Yes. The movies I want to get to where, where we rank them, I know we're probably going to get there. I'm not confident with Star Wars. I have I'm no not. clue. I have no clue what's going to happen. No. And you know what threw me off? What? So, okay. You, you and I have the same feeling on 
one particular yes. Star Wars episode. Yep, I know where you're, I know I where you're wanna, at. I don't want to give away the, the sequel to said film. I asked you your your brief opinion on it, and you you said meh, and that just threw me for a loop. And I don't know where you stand on it, but I think if you're not favorable to what I consider my opinion to be, I think I can get you there. <laughs> so only time will tell. X amount of weeks down the road. This is easier than MCU. It's, it's only are we doing? Are we doing the? Are we doing Rogue One and Han too? Are we doing that? Are we doing Solo and Rogue yeah, One? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, just making sure. I was going to say nine weeks, but it's going to be eleven. Okay. Yes. It's nine. Don't be crazy. Eleven episodes. All right. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm in. I can't wait. I cannot wait to talk Star Wars. I've been as we've talked about in the many times we've seen each other over the last couple of weeks. I every time I just get the itch to watch Star Wars, I can't because I know this is coming and I want to keep the reviews fresh. But I did rewatch a new hope like four times in that period i'm like you know what this is the first one i'm gonna have the freshest opinion i'm just gonna keep watching it because i want star wars in my life so i'll just keep throwing on a new hope so i've seen it a bunch of times in the last couple of months i should say so uh i'm scratching my itch. i'm excited for for a number of reasons but to see as we go through that show like man my brain is full of just useless star wars knowledge I would say useless to a bunch of people, but I consider it useful. So we'll see what what that looks like here. And yeah, I just watched A New Hope in preparation for our, our first episode. And man, was it fun. I just, you know, I feel like it feels like the first time again. Just just so exciting. Um, and I, if you will, I'm going to cross over show and tell into that show. I've got some really cool stuff to, to kind of put on screen. So that that is coming soon. Stay tuned to the Geekiverse for that. Uh but John, yeah, cut you off here. What what uh, what's going on for social media and and everything of the like? Oh yeah, uh, at Disruptoid, find me talking about all sorts of nonsense, uh, including to including but not limited to uh, Star Wars because that's going to be the highlight of my life for a while since we're getting to watch those movies again. I'm finally allowed to watch more Star Wars because we're, we're doing this, but also Boba Fett. I'm super excited about that and the High Republic. We've got we've got the Fallen Star, the third book, the the third book in the trilogy of phase one of the high republic i cannot wait till you catch up because these books are so good and we need to talk about this dude i will not let you do this alone i'm gonna catch up i am uh i'm i'm, I'm in the last third of the first book three mainline books have been released now just the the third one happened uh, yesterday right um, yep how, how far are you into that i think i'm on chapter nine eight or nine something like that Nothing crazy. Right. I, I spent a good, uh, most of my my TV didn't turn on yesterday. I was just I was just reading that book. I finished work, sat down on the couch, and just read that book. Uh, my wife comes home, turns on the TV, and it's at the episode of the show in the app we were on last night. She's like, "You didn't turn the TV on today." I'm like, "Oh, I got my book. Now turn the TV on." I'm reading. Yeah, don't be a loser. Yeah, nerd. Uh, yes, <laughs> I uh, I've I've got to read that. I'm gonna catch up to you. So maybe maybe tonight after we do some editing, after I watch Book of Boba Fett, episode two, I, I'm gonna get there. That's my motivation. I'm not gonna let John do this as by himself. What kind of friend would I be if I did that? So um the other thing I want to mention before I forget. So we're we're jumping into Star Wars reviewed. We we kind of dabbled with a few other movie franchises. John Wick. I don't know if you saw this. John Wick uh, chapter four has been delayed one year. I did see that. I did see that. That's uh, it's so, a bummer. But it's it, gives, okay. it gives us time to finish the MC reviewed, finish Star Wars reviewed, and watch and then do John Wick. Great, perfect. We will get through one of those prior <laughs> to next year. I promise you. It'll We're getting great. through both. We're getting through both. As long as Marvel stops releasing movies, we'll get through both. 
What yeah, a stupid really thing I just said. What a, what a dumb thing I just said. <laughs> Please don't stop releasing movies. So this year we got Doctor Strange in May. We got uh, Thor, hopefully in July. And then I want to say uh, Black Panther in November, but I know they're behind schedule on that just because of Letitia Wright got hurt on set, right. plus the pandemic. Uh, so excited for all three. Three heavy hitters right there. Can't wait. Uh, Star Wars, we got to wait a little bit more for but we've got some content to fill us up we're going to do the high republic stuff we get to gush and speculate about the quantic dream game that's going to be coming out in star wars eclipse which is high republic it's just a good time to be a star wars fan so we'll talk about a new hope check that out on the geekiverse that's youtube.com slash the geekiverse or wherever you download podcasts i am at josiah d Leroy on social media you can find me there if you are on switch or xbox live or playstation network you can find me i am brosiah that's right. I am Brosia, folks. Uh, would love to play some games with you or even just compare trophy lists. I think that would be a lot of fun because I, I do that from time to time. Uh, excuse me, sir. If, if you want to add somebody on Switch, you need their nine-digit friend code, not just your name. So. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah that's... you can't just look up I am Brosia. You need to, you need 3864-4484-8136. That's, that's, your, that's your friend code. First of all, I think that was eight digits. Second of all, I can't believe that you memorized my my switch code there. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot that it's not easy to find your friends no, on Switch, but no. it is what it is. Uh, but you can see how many hours they've played of a game, so eventually we'll get there. Uh, this has been another awesome episode of Busy Sticks. Always love talking video games with my buddy John here. Catch up with the Geekiverse on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and as we mentioned, podcast services around the globe, as our friends from Kinda Funny say. For John, I'm Josiah. We will see you all next week. Have a wonderful night.